So guys, welcome back to episode 58 of the Mainly Celtics podcast. Um, I'm Matt. I'm going to be here alone today. Um, we're going to quickly, I think, review, uh, preview playoffs, although we're not really. We're in kind of the same situation where we were last week. We really have no idea what's going on and who we're going to play. Um, right now, as it stands, we're currently sitting in the three seed. We're a half game behind Brooklyn, so if we win, we do jump to the number two seed. If we lose, I believe we're staying in the three seed based on what Stuhl Greeny had tweeted, saying that we have the tiebreaker over Philadelphia. Um. So it's looking like we're going to be the two or three seed. The three seed's pretty much going to be – we're going to be facing the Bulls if we are the three seed. Um, I think the Celtics have played the Bulls pretty well this year. Uh, I'm not too scared of them, especially with how they've been playing lately. I think we've really taken advantage of um, Vucevic in that pick-and-roll situation, um, kind of being able to beat him down. I don't think we have any problems stopping them um, Stopping them on the as far as looking at the defensive side of the basketball. So I feel very confident – it will be able to win the game, uh, win the series in five or six games if we do put the Chicago Bulls. Um, if we do win tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies or last night by the time you're listening to this, we will have been the number two seed if we win. So with that, obviously, it comes a whole whole load of expectations. That means we're either playing Cleveland or Brooklyn. Um, I feel confident with Cleveland. I think that's going to be a real dogfight of a series. I think it's going to be very low scoring. I don't think that's going to be a very entertaining series. Um from his perspective, two defensive teams, um, two very obviously solid teams. Cleveland's been pretty solid all year, despite dealing with a ton of injuries. Um, I don't think that's going to be a great series to watch per se. It's going to be a lot, a lot of low-scoring games. And then we have the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets we've played well this year, although um, in a playoff setting, we saw last year Steve Nash basically played Kevin Durant 48 minutes. I wouldn't be surprised if he did it again to win in order to win a series. Um, so 40 minutes, Kevin Durant, you're, you're taking away some, you're taking away some of that depth that they obviously lack. Um, so if they go with a really short bench, like even like a six man bench, um, that could pose potential problems. Obviously they're a terrible defensive team. Um, I would feel a lot better if we did have Rob Williams on the court, but it's looking like he might be back sooner rather than later, which is very, uh, very promising. Uh, MA spoke on it today. I believe he said that he's not completely ruling out first round matchup, but that's at least, promising for a second round matchup um obviously we don't want to look too far ahead but that would be very good news if we could have rob at 100 percent come the second round because that's where we're really going to need him um depending on matchup i think i think nets are really the only team that we could face that really do poise uh a big threat to us i feel like we have any potential of losing i still feel confident that we could win um i'd still put us as favorites if i was a betting man i would definitely bet money on the celtics winning um winning that series, but still a team I really don't like to see. I really don't want to see Kevin Durant in the playoffs. But um, that's as far as it goes playoff preview-wise. I really can't talk about it too, too much just because I don't know exactly who we're playing, so I'm not going to go really in-depth about every single team that we're seeing. Um, some other other things we had, we had Jawan, uh, How or Jawan Morgan getting signed to the Celtics, being I believe they converted his contract. Which is obviously great for him. I don't think he's gonna he's not gonna play at all, obviously, in the playoffs. They have one game tonight where I believe everyone is set to go. So I think the Celtics are playing to win this game, which I do like to see. I think that's very promising. Um I don't know. The four seed might be up for grabs because it's still seeing like people are still tweeting about the four seed being available. So we'll just have to wait and see. I really don't know what's going on, but um 
it's looking like everyone is playing tonight except for possibly Rob. Um, I'm sorry, Rob, obviously not. And Al Horford um, may or may not be. He's going to test it out pregame. So we'll have to wait and see on that. And now we have our all NBA teams. I want to talk about this a little bit. So our, my all NBA teams, I'll do my awards. I'm sure we can hear from Nolan and um, Emery next week. Emery's celebrating his birthday. Um, Nolan's busy getting ready for finals, getting ready to graduate. So we'll probably hear from them, get their first teams. They'll see if they have any real big arguments for mine. Um, my third team, third team All-NBA, is CP3, Steph, uh, DeMar DeRozan, LeBron James, and Rudy Gobert. Um, I don't think there's any too, too, too many arguments there. I was going to put Butler in there. Um, spoilers, going to be no Heat players in this. They just had so many guys, missed so many games. Well, they're a very well-rounded team. They have a bunch of guys that are really solid players. Um, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to be represented with some of the awards, which we can kind of talk about later. Um, it was just hard for me to put one in there. There's a lot of really good forwards. I could have obviously put Jimmy Butler as a guard, but that would have bumped out. Um, wait, hold up. I definitely just crossed off second team guard. I just realized that. Um, now I'll slide Steph. Steph's going to be my second team guard, and I'll, I'll put DeRozan at uh, – I'll put DeRozan at guard. DeRozan or Butler, one of those two is going to be my guard. They're giving me my third team, though. I just realized I crossed someone off and never, never. – oh, no, hang on. So Steph's going to be second team guard. I switched him into Trey Young. I forgot to write Trey Young's name in there. So CP3, Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan, um, LeBron James, and Rudy Gobert, my third team. Um, obviously, my first one off, I said, was Jimmy Butler. Just hard to put him there. He missed a ton of games. Didn't really put up any crazy numbers to go along with that. Um, my second team is going to be John Morant. Obviously, they've been an incredible team this year. I know he's missed a bunch of games, but he's played extremely well in the games he has played, put up some big numbers, and their team has been the second-best team in the NBA. Um, my other guard, like I said, was was Steph. Steph put up an MVP like first half. He's really started kind of slow down second half, but still they're the, uh, the what, the number three seed out west, um, and he's played he's played well enough all year. He's still averaging like 25, 5, and 5. Um, I'm just a great player. One of those guys, kind of a legacy guy. If it's, if it's close, most of the time I'm going to go with the guy that's, that's got the resume behind him. Um, Jason Tatum, obviously Celtics fans. We don't need to talk too much about Jason Tatum. Um, he's had obviously an incredible year. I really want to put him in the first team, but I really had a hard time justifying it because both Jokic and Embiid were listed as forwards. I was going to try and squeeze him in there if that wasn't the case, but I really, I really can't justify putting in, um, uh, taking out one of the top three guys for MVP, which in my opinion are Jokic, Embiid, and Giannis um, out to slide Tatum in. But Tatum had an incredible season, um, and that's why he's deserving of second-team guard over a guy like LeBron. Um, Durant's my other forward. Durant's obviously missed a ton of games this year, but he's been incredible when he's played. Been an MVP-like level when he has played. And my second-team center is Cat. I think Cat's played an incredible so far this year. The Timberwolves are – um, actually a pretty competitive team this year, which is nice to see. They have a lot of great young players, and the best of which is Cap. And center's not all too strong this year, obviously, even beating Jokic at the top. But even Gobert really was, didn't have an outstanding year numbers-wise, team success-wise. So that's why I felt, felt pretty good about putting Cap as my second team center. Um, and then first team, that I think it's going to be pretty obvious at this point who's going to be left for first team. We have Luka. He's obviously an incredible year, averaging near, a near triple-double. Plays on one of the best defenses in the NBA. 
one of the better. Um, they've been kind of a surprise team based on what we've seen last year, where they didn't make a whole ton of changes till the trade deadline. Um, he's basically put the team on his back, and I think he's deserving of his first team nod. Devin Booker, they're on the best team in the NBA. Uh, I mentioned him and CP3 are very close. I don't know. It's it's tough to tell really who makes more of an impact for their team. CP3 is obviously the main scorer. Um, he's been just great. Um, Booker's sorry, Booker's been the main scorer. He's obviously been great this entire season, and I think he's very deserving of this first team nod. And then I, we we have our three top um, top MVP candidates in Giannis and Embiid and Jokic. I don't think there's really any debate this year that those three have been the best players in the NBA this season. And because both Embiid and Jokic have four designations as well as centers, I felt good about putting them, all three of those guys, on the first team as as basically the front court. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any argument. I mean, Jokic, every advanced analytics favored Jokic. Every like standard analytics uh, looks at Embiid. And then you have Giannis also putting up crazy numbers. Like this is just a very um, just three very good players. I think all very deserving of first team nod. So it's nice that hopefully both these guys are going to get that first team um, validation. Then we have our award, awards. Um, I think Depoy is smart. I think we kind of hinted at last week. Obviously, he's top amongst guards. We see the importance. I think the eye test, obviously, for us plays a big factor. I don't get to see how every single player plays on a given night, but just his ability to switch one through five which is so valuable in the modern NBA because we don't have a lot of those isolation plays like we've seen, obviously, in the past. He's been huge. He's great. Uh, he's able to get the standard stats like steals. Um, he draws a lot of charges. Plays on the number one defense in the NBA. He is able. His The team's defense is better with him on the court than off on the number one defense in the NBA. Um, just a whole boatload of things. Like, really – the metrics go on and on as far as his impact from his position is just so rare. I think he's going to be the first guard since, uh, since before I was born in 1996 um, to win the D award, which is, which is going to be awesome to see. Um, Coach of the year. I had Monty Williams. The Suns were by far and away the best team in the NBA this year. And they had a lot of guys miss quite significant amount of time. So I think that's, that's very impressive for them. Um, they're playing great brand basketball. They're number one team in point differential as well. So I think this is a pretty easy choice for coach of the year. I believe this would be his first one. Uh, sixth man of the year was Tyler Hero. Um, Tyler Hero this year is averaging 20 points, five boards, and four assists off the bench, shooting 45% from the field and 40% from three. Um, just been an incredible bench score this year. I know he stepped up. And he's played. He started only 10 games this year. But even the games he starts, he doesn't miss a beat. Um, he's playing 32 minutes despite coming off the bench. He's just been super valuable for them. He's been their best scorer um, on one of the best teams in the NBA. So definitely he's deserving of that. And like I said, with the Heat, it's so tough because they have so many guys that are so solid all around. Um, and Tyler Hero is included in one of those. Just a real incredible score, real incredible offensive player. Um, the rookie there for me was Evan Mobley. Um, I just like what Mobley does, like even the stuff he can't measure. He's only averaging 15 points, eight boards, and two and a half assists, shooting 50% from the field. Like he doesn't amaze you with his standard stats, but just the defense he's able to play. Um, the impact he's obviously made for the Cleveland Cavaliers, who have been a very good team despite not really having any stars coming this year. Obviously, Darius Garland and Jared Allen have played great. Um, Colin Sexton played well when he was still there. But just their their team identity of defense and really Evan Mobley being the kind of one of the cogs 
that helps helps that team be the elite defense that they are. Um, I, I just think his impact is, is unmatched compared to the other guys. I know Barnes, you can make a similar argument. Kate, I think, has the, the, the typical stats you see out of a rookie of the year candidate. Um, but I just really like to see a guy get rewarded for his winning. I think if he's on a worse team, I think he might be able to put up some some crazier scoring numbers, but that's not his role. Um, he's just excelling as a guy that can play a high level of defense and still contribute um, quite a bit on the offensive side and still put up some pretty decent numbers. Um, and last but not least, the biggest award is Nikola Jokic. Um, I think this is a war between Embiid and Jokic. I don't really see a problem with any one, either one. I really can't argue it too much. Um, Embiid's obviously putting up crazy numbers. Jokic is still putting up 27, 13.8, and 7.9. Um, just incredible numbers. And like I said earlier, like every single advanced statistic seems to favor Jokic. Like I know he's leading, I'm pretty sure he's leading BPM, which box plus minus. He's leading in win shares. He's leading in offensive win shares, defensive win shares. He's leading in a bunch of defensive metrics who's no one's ever really thought of him as a um, defensive player. He's still, I think, I think he's improved himself to being an above average defensive center. And of course, offensively, he's like, I think the most talented center in the NBA, just what he can do as a passer. Uh, he can score from from a lot of different places on the court. He's just such a physical presence. He's an incredible rebounder. Um, and that's why Jokic is my MVP. Like I said, if you want to make the argument for Embiid, I can totally see it. Um, they both don't have a great supporting cast around them, and they've done a lot despite that. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to either argument. I just think my personal opinion, I'm I'm favoring um Jokic over Embiid. Um <clears throat> okay. So um do we talk about the official plan? Just a reminder of the plan. Um we have the play-in tournament. We have Brooklyn playing Cleveland. So the winner of that game will be the seventh seed. The loser of that game will then play the winner of Hawks and Charlotte. And the winner of that game will be the eighth seed. So um, that's that for the play-in tournament. I don't think there's any more topics we really need to touch on. Unless I really missed something this week. I thought I thought we really kind of talked about everything. Um, oh, it looks like just from Shams a couple hours ago, it looks like there's optimism star Ben Nets Ben Simmons can make a debut during the first round of the playoffs. So that wouldn't be great. I would like not like to see the Nets with him added, even if he's, I mean, it's not like he has to like find his rhythm jump shooting. All he has to do is play a high level defense, which the Nets really need. Like as long as his conditioning is decent, I don't, I see that as, as not being great for the Celtics. Um, yeah, it looks – I'm just looking at the injury report right now for the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have a lot of guys out, so it looks like they're really packing it in. And by, I believe the Celtics, we have most of our guys playing, so it should be a win. That means we should probably get the two seed. That means we're likely facing Cleveland and Brooklyn. So, got to buckle up for that one. Um, Last but not least, uh, obviously going to be a pretty short episode today with it just being me. But I just want to mention I saw – Every everything everywhere. Oh wait, hold on. I always mess up this title. Everything everywhere all at once. Is that what it is? Everything everywhere all at once. I saw that this weekend. Um just an absolutely incredible movie. Um, it was very funny. It got very emotional at times, like it was good enough to like draw you in, like with an actual storyline. Um, had a lot of awesome sci-fi elements to it. Um, I will say one thing. I won't give away too many spoilers. There is someone who gets beat to death with with dildos. So 
Um, a lot of great, a lot of great funny scenes in it. Um, I, just great movie. Like I would recommend it to absolutely everyone. Like I think it's an absolutely hilarious movie. Um, as well as just being like it's one of the, one of the best movies I've ever seen. So I think that everyone should go see that. Um, we have the Celtics game tipping off soon. Um, in moments now, obviously you've seen the result by last night. Um, oh, last thing, Red Sox to start out. Yeah, the game's about to start for the Red Sox as well. They were their own two so far, not looking great. I went to the Sea Dogs game. The Sea Dogs did much better on Friday night. Um, David Hamilton, I believe, had seven RBIs. He had two home runs, a triple and double, just an absolutely crazy performance from him. Um, and we'll obviously have more talk about baseball. We have NBA playoffs, so this will the podcast will really start heating up. Hopefully, we can get everyone on next week. But until then, I will see you guys next week.